Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and today it's the WNR416. It's WrestleMania 38, and I have a pleasure to be joined by the entire WNR team. Up first, and the definition of this person would be exceptional intellectual or creative power or other natural ability, or as we know her, it's genius. Gina, Hey, what an amazing intro. I love that. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> we always have to push the boat out for intros and uh, see if I struggle in a few months' time. But at this moment, uh, it's great to have you on board and lots of everything come up of it. And up next, he is the hill, or maybe the face now, of the WR. We're going to find out which side of Monty we're getting tonight. <laughs> How's it going, man? Am I a tweener? Am I in between? Am I, you know, one of those guys? I get cool heat. You know, the, the, I'm a cool heel. Am I Am I going that route? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I think people were worried that you and I are going to do like an Owens and Rollins and just do a massive heel turn. <laughs> 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 you never know. You never know. Well, we'll find never out what never. Yeah, we'll find out what happens. And finally, leading the AEW pay-per-view prediction league, can she do the same for WrestleMania? It is Jaxie. How are you doing? Are you confident? Hello, hello. No, I am not confident whatsoever. <laughs> um, but I am eager to see how we did. As long as I am, as I not last. Then I won't be a sore loser. But anyone that knows me knows I don't like to lose. So let's go. Well, it's been great having you on, Jaxie, and I'm sure, I'm sure it's, you know, I mean, if that's if you want to go now, that's up to you. But again, we're going to carry on <laughs> with night one and night well, two. I'm sure everyone now if I leave now. So you know, I got to give the people what they want. Well, without doubt, we're going to give the people what they want as well, which is WrestleMania night one. And night to review. And we're going to start April 2nd. And we started with a mania kickoff with Caleb Braxton, Booker T, JBL, Pete Rosenberg, and Irish Kevin. Not a lot happened on two hours of kickoff, I'm not going to lie. We got Seth Rollins' promo. The other Logan joined the panel. Jerry the King Lawyer told awful jokes. Now, I will say I was watching this with my, my dad and a, and a couple of other people that weren't into wrestling. And they were asking why Jerry the King Lawyer was there. And basically, if anybody doesn't know, it's because he had a heart attack on air and he's got a contract for life. So we'll just have to kind of deal with these jokes, um, unfortunately, until the end of time, it looks like. Uh, we see Xavier Woods with an interview backstage with Coffee at Kofi Kingston rocking his afro. I love Xavier Woods with the afro back. It does remind me um, of his uh, TNA days as well. Madcap Moss joins the panel and Booker T fucks him over by asking for more than two jokes. And he knew Madcap only had two on him as well. Uh, and then we start with the... I mean, did anybody else bother with kickoff? No. I no. skipped through it to see if there was a match, and when I saw that there wasn't, I switched it off. Yeah. Although yeah. I did get to see Kayla Braxton um, finish one of the King's awful jokes because she already knew the pun to it, and I was so <laughs> thankful that she said the pun. Yeah, but it, it's the way the King t- talks to her as well, and it's just a little bit, mm. I, I, you know, 2022, I don't know if it's cool. acceptable, but again... The King's allowed to do what he does. And then that's a completely yeah. wasted kickoff. But the main show starts 
with, of course, Marky Mark Wahlberg narrating the intro. Um, now, I don't know what anybody thinks of Mark Wahlberg, but I didn't mind this. But I will say, and again, I'm going to get accused of being a Mark, but what a spectacle WrestleMania is. There is no other, you know, even apart from maybe the Super Bowl, where a stadium where they've put so much into it as well. And it does look fantastic. There's no doubt, even before we start the action, it feels like a WrestleMania, you know? Mm, definitely. Um, yeah, I do I, agree I with you there. Um, I feel like uh, the opening on the Saturday, uh, my sister and I didn't get to actually see like it start, but we immediately t- tuned in straight after. Again, that was why we weren't part of the live podcast because we were doing other stuff. So I didn't get to see sort of the opening of night one, but I have to agree that they pull out all the stops when it comes to WrestleMania, you know? Yeah, without that. Well, we got the Dallas cheerleaders, and we're not going to talk about the shit singers opening the show on Saturday. I didn't even bother looking up their name. It was terrible. Uh, and then the first match of the night were the tag team titles, the SmackDown tag team titles. It was uh, Rick Boogs and Nakamura versus the Usos. And the entrance for Nakamura again with Pat getting extra excitable because it is WrestleMania. Uh, but this is going to be an interesting matchup. We see Jimmy and Jay managed uh, to corner Nakamura and control the pace with double team attacks. Yeah, they did the usual routine to keep the baby face isolated until he was able to get the hot tag. Boogs uh, managed to come in and clean house, but he ended up hurting his knee when he tried to hold both Usos on his shoulders, so Nakamura was left to fend for himself. After hitting a few moves, Jimmy and Jay finished him off with a 1D. Uh, for the win. Now, Boogs has got crazy power. And at the moment, I weren't sure if he was selling the knee or not, but it looks like it was a legitimate knee injury. Uh, Monty, what were your thoughts on the opening match of WrestleMania and <clears throat> about the unfortunate injury to Boogs? Yeah, you know, uh, I, you know, I was immediately worried, you know, uh, when I seen it, because like you said, at first you didn't know. You never really know, but uh, it looked legit. Um, and you, you find out later about the injury of uh, being a torn quad pop, something like that, and that's nasty. Like, that's – oh, my God, I hope it's not as bad as, as what the first reports were saying. So, uh, you know, I, hope, I wish him the, nothing but the best because that, that, that sucks. And the thing I hate the most about it, too, is, like, you mentioned he got massive power. That's his thing, you know, like showing off the strength, doing the strength feats. So getting hurt trying to do one on, on the biggest stage, you know that, that – uh, that that feel you know I know I know that didn't feel good so that, besides the pain you know so it's just it sucks but uh you know the match they, they did whatever they could they had to uh you know do what they had to do once one guy was injured you basically have to go in and go straight into the finish so you know Shinsuke basically was fighting a handicap match so the match was what it was you know it couldn't really they, you know they did with what they could with with during, uh, based on the circumstances so you know. But, you know, it's kind of an unfortunate way to start off the show. It kind of made you feel like, <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> we'll see how this goes. You know, injury, you don't never want to start a show like that. But, uh, yeah, the match, I gave it three and a quarter because I thought they, they tried to make, you know, do whatever they could, even though the injury happened. Yeah, I mean, I like the match and outfits and Boogs and Naka, but it was a shame. Yeah. I guess they did call the match a little bit early due to injuries. You so did 
wear their PJs to the ring, which is quite cool. Um, but yeah, I felt to agree with you with the match there. I mean, it was kind of basic, nothing really special. So I'm going to give that three and a quarter as well. Uh, what would you score out of five? Who did you say? Jaxie. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, I think Monty kind of said it also. Me, uh, I think that they did the best with the circumstances that they could, but I'm going to give it a three. And Gina? Yeah, it's so unfortunate, and I really hope that Rick Boogs um, gets better soon and has a speedy recovery, but I do find it's hard to rate this match when they weren't all four of them weren't able to give it their all because of the injury, so I'm going to give it a three as well. Yeah, I think that'd be fair to say. Uh, Poll-wise, we asked everybody who wins, and Uso's got 75%. Of the vote and predictions. Well, prediction leagues. Uh, of course, there are three prediction leagues here on the WNR podcast. We've got the bonus league, and at the moment, Monty, Gina, and Jackson on five points. I am on six in the league there. WWE pay per view league. Well, I got my first point for NXT stand and deliver. Gina and Jackson on two. Monty is uh, three at this moment in time. And of course, the AEW prediction league. Gina and Monty on zero, James and Jaxie on one. And for this one, Select Match Pod joined us as well. So we've got extra competition. We all went Uso, so we all get one point to start off. We then move on to Drew McIntyre and Corbin. And again, I want to upset because at least you're trying to get rid of the shit matches first. And this was, even though it's Drew McIntyre involved, uh, Happy Corbin is not an opponent that maybe we were really looking forward to. Uh, but let's not forget Baron has retired Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. And it was a good pace going for a few minutes, but it slowed down once Corbin began to dominate the action. Uh, we see an accidental distraction from Madcap allowed McIntyre to hit Spinebuster and begin his comeback. Uh, he managed to... And this is the most... Baron Corbin hit the end of days and Drew McIntyre kicked out the first person to ever kick out of it. Even I got off my seat at that point and thought maybe this is it. Uh, but then McIntyre tried to kill Madcap with a sword afterwards after he'd finished Corbin off with a Claymore and ended up cutting two ring ropes as well. Uh, Gina, if we start with you, what do you think of the rope cutting McIntyre and, of course, kicking out of in the days? Um, I was actually really disappointed that none of the crowd reacted to that. I actually assumed that they were going to, you know, start some chants like, wow, or bullshit. Like, <laughs> that that move, how long has it been? About six years. And there's been no one kicking out of it. And then all of a sudden, it, it was just kicked out of by Drew. So for me, that was the biggest defining factor of that whole match. And it just felt like the crowd there didn't really realise the severity of Drew being able to kick out at that. So um, I'm a bit disappointed about that. But the match itself was okay. The thing is, they're both good wrestlers. I enjoy watching Drew in matches. And, you know, you can't deny it. Uh, Baron Corbin, Happy Corbin, sorry, is very entertaining. And he always puts 100% into his characters. But it did kind of slightly feel like a TV episode match rather than a natural WrestleMania match. I think the only thing that made it stand out was Drew using his sword to cut the ropes, which I would have just been annoyed if I was the staff because I've been like, <laughs> I just set that up and now I've got to go and do it again just because you wanted to show off with your sword. 
So yeah, it was it was quite funny, but I w- I'm glad that we got to see him slice through something with that thing. No, about to say second match of the night, you would be pissed off that the ropes were already cut. Uh, but credit to Corbin. Yeah. I mean, if they let him win matches, he actually be something, you know? And this was, I think, better mm. than expected. Uh, what would you score it out of five? Uh, I'd, give it, I'd give it a three and a half. I'm going to be a bit more tougher this time. I think I was a bit too lenient. I'm giving it a three and a half. It was still entertaining to watch. It was quite good. It didn't blow me away. Um, and the main thing that did blow me away is getting the end of days being kicked out. So I'll give it a three and a half. Yeah. Uh, Jaxie, what about you? Yeah. I, I agree with Purple on this, but um, again, I just feel like there was no build-up for this that 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 actually worked um, to invest me into the storyline. So even though I agree it was a great match, I wasn't too keen on it, and I also just didn't understand why you cut the rope because we all know you weren't going to kill Mans on TV. So I don't understand why that happened. So for me, I'm giving it a three. Yeah, Monty. Yeah, uh, like you, I think it's funny you mentioned that the crowd didn't really react to it. I think that just shows you how into a happy Corbin the character people are. Like, it's, we still, even with that, even though no one has ever kicked out, no one believed that happy Corbin was going to beat Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania. Yeah, even with that move. But I, I really popped for it because I'm just, I've been watching Corbin since when he was undefeated in NXT way back then, you know, so. He that move is, is like you said, it doesn't matter. It's over. So that moment right there did make it a little bit special. But you guys are right. It was a basic match. Other than that, the slice in the ropes was, I think, only there because this is WrestleMania. You want to have something memorable happen. So at least someone can pull from the annals of their brain years from now. Drew cut. You know when Drew cut the ropes? Like you can at least say that. But, uh, you know, uh, I thought the match, like I said, was way better than I probably thought because I agree with you also, Jackson, about the bill. This was better than I thought it was going to be, so I gave it three and three quarter. Yeah, I'm going to give it three and a half, I think, because like you said, when a match accomplished something that you weren't expecting, i.e. being all right, I think it gets a bit of a higher score. Uh, Poll-wise, McIntyre got 77% of the vote. I'm a bit surprised that there wasn't a little bit more. Uh, predictions, we all went Drew, so we're all 2 nil up. Moving on to our next match, Ray and Dom versus Logan Paul and The Miz. Uh, I love the duo jumping entrances from Mysterio and Dom. Also, shout out to Los Gringolos, which was Art Bar and Eddie Guerrero's tag team, which the Mysterios pay tribute to. Uh, the Miz and Ray started for their teams. Paul showed his hill by distracting Ray, long enough for the A-list to get the upper hand. Paul had a few moments in the ring with Ray for The Miz and Dom tagging and started going at it. Once the Hills had control, they kept Dom isolated, cutting the ring in half. Um, Paul hit Ray with Eddie Grove's signature three Omega suplexes, and the crowd booed more than you thought was possible. Ray and Dom hit with double six one two frog splashes, but the Miz spoiled their ending by making a blind tag and hitting Ray with his finisher for the win. And as they were celebrating, the Miz hit Paul with a skull crusher finale, and the crowd popped so loud you'd think the Miz was indeed Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, Jaxi, what did you think of this match? Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I thought it was okay actually. Uh, I, I must admit, as uh, as much as I don't want to admit, <laughs> Logan Paul impressed me a lot more with uh, what he could do in the ring at, um, as a wrestler. Um, than what I anticipated. 
I don't know why. I just kind of figured like he might try and pull off some, you know, boxing moves or things like that. I, I don't know much about him, so I really didn't know what to kind of expect going into this match and what he could bring. Um, I thought it was a, I thought it was an okay match. Um, I feel like the the Miz doing that to Logan Paul, as much as it was thoroughly enjoyable, I also didn't I didn't understand it, and I I couldn't. The only thing I could comprehend was that it's possibly like a a, a face turn for the Miz. But I didn't really kind of read it like that at first. Um, so, I mean, if they are, they could have established that a bit more, maybe. I'm not too sure. Um, overall, though, I thought it was a decent match. Um, was I shocked that the Mysterios lost? Yes. Um, but, I mean, I'm happy because I actually chose Logan Paul in the Miz for one. So, I got points. So, I was happy. I think Dom worked the crowd well. Logan Paul's excellent as heel. This was much better than expected. So what would you score out of five? Yeah, I'm going to give it like a, uh, a three and a quarter. Because it was a good match. Uh, was it like one of my favourites? No. And I'm just a bit of a harsh um, score. Yeah. That's fine. Monty, what about you? Believe it or not, I gave four stars. I really was into this match. Uh, and I don't even, like I said, I don't understand why people care about Logan Paul either. But at the same time, he did well here. You know, he got, he, he had Dallas in the palm of his hands. And like, for somebody in your first match to have all those people that mad at you, you know, wh- whether it's go away or not, it, it works in my opinion, especially against like people like the Mysterio. Like you said, Dominic, I thought really, really looked good here. Probably the best he's looked, or at least got a chance to look the best he's ever looked. And it was on a massive stage, so I thought that was cool. And I just had fun watching it. So, yeah, I, I actually gave it four stars, uh, even with the result. And I think the only reason why Miz did that is because, you know, screw this kid. You know, screw Logan Paul, what I mean by that is because, like, the the fans feel that way. So just to give them a, a, a feel-good moment, but still getting letting Logan Paul Winning the match is the reason why I think it happened. I don't think the Miz is changing at all. I doubt they'll do that. Yeah, it's it's just like the Miz take advantage of a situation as well, I suppose. Uh, Gene, yeah. what about you? Um, yeah, I I thought the match was good. Like like you've all said, um, I was quite impressed with Logan Paul's wrestling because I wasn't expecting it. I was expecting him to be more of a noob. Um, so yeah, it, it was enjoyable. I was also slightly confused at the end with like the turnout. I didn't know whether the Miz was just jealous that Logan was getting bigger boo pops than him or something. So that's what I kind of took it as. But aside from that, I thought it was a good match. So I'll give it a three and a half. Yeah, I'm going to give it a four. Like I said, much better than expected poll wise. Uh, we see that the Mysterio's got 70% of that vote as well. Predictions, Winnie Monty went for Ray and Dom on that one, so he stays on two. The rest move to three points. We then see Stephanie McMahon came to introduce Gable Stevenson between matches, just for a quick wave, before the Raw Women's title. Uh, WWE gave both women special entry this for this big rematch. Becky had a marvellous video play before she came out. Um, I thought Becky's, the video with a Marvel, Monty, was, was so fucking cool. And then coming out with the Cardi entrance, it was big time. 
Definitely. I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, and then I just love how it kind of, you know, went through this timeline kind of of, uh, of the entire story from the man or even I think it had some clips before she was the man on there. So it was just it was cool. It was really, really cool to see. Well, she looked like a star and credit to her with a new haircut as well. And then uh, we saw, <laughs> talk about great entrances. Marching band bringing the EST to the ring. I mean, what a fucking entrance. I mean, serious love. I mean, it's probably one of the best entrances of all time for WrestleMania. I don't know if I'm overstating this or not, but it was tremendous. And actually, it filled tears in my eyes as well when you think what an entrance for a, a match I was looking forward to so much at WrestleMania. And Belair looked up for this one as well. Yeah, it was a big, it was big match feel. It felt like a main event, right there. Like it, it was just amazing. I don't know if um Bianca kind of like uh has helped like getting all those like beautiful little decorations she puts in her hair, but I just think her whole outfit, um everything from what she had on her in her hair, um to like sort of the overall entrance, it was just amazing and an amazing spectacle. I would have loved. Have seen that life. I probably would have gotten emotional and cried if I saw it like. Yeah, no, really, really good stuff. And the bell rang, but even when rushed to lock up, they took in the huge ovation from the crowd. For Bianca extended her hands, a sign of respect. Becky slaps it away, and after a quick counter, she hit the man, held a slam for a 2.95. My heart stopped. I thought they're not going to do it again, but she, Bianca did manage to escape a repeat of SummerSlam. The ESC used Becky's own submission against her, was able to make a tap out. She took the fight out of the ring and big time Beck sent her to the stairs. After failing to get the win with a beautiful 450 splash, Bianca took a manhandle slam on the steps. And it, I honestly thought this was over at this point because Blair didn't even move until nine. Uh, but managed to get back in the ring. They kept the fight as competitive as possible right up until the end where Bianca hit the KOD for the win. And your new uh, Raw Women's Champion it is Bianca Belair. Uh, Monty, what did you think of the match? Yeah, I was over the moon, man. This was this was just great. It just like I said, it had the the it had the vibes of one of the biggest matches ever. Like it just felt like it in that moment that it was just this was a big big time match and, and a very important moment in the in the women's division going forward. And I think this is the match we wanted when Becky returned. I think I think I I think I'm safe in saying that this is exactly what we envisioned when people when they uh teased it and when she actually surprisingly came back and you know squashed her you know so you know if you think about how it felt that night it felt so bad to see that happen to Bianca that night the same level the way it felt bad to watch it happen to her it felt just as good to watch her win that title back and it was just it was just beautiful I thought they they pulled out all the stops my heart was racing during the match like I can't even really explain it like I was I was into the, I was in the moment with them, and uh, you know I just thought it was the best one of the best matches on the biggest stage of them all, and uh, it, it was almost worth the wait. You know, it was almost like worth. I'll you know what I'll take that squash match if you're gonna give me that. Uh, you know, even the sloppy moments they they covered up well if you know what I mean. Like even sometimes where they were, you know, a botch maybe was about to happen, they still recovered. Like you could just tell this was special. I gave it five stars, man. I, I was over the moon about this match. Yeah, I mean, this was excellent from the promo video 
long-term storytelling to the title celebration. We did find out why Becky doesn't go off the top too often, but the crowd popped massive. Lynch's first loss in three years, and Blair wins titles at back-to-back WrestleManias. Uh, Gina, what about you? What are you going to score this? Yeah, this was a great match, and they both went really hard. They gave 110% for that match, so I'm definitely going to give them a four and a half. So it was amazing. So I'm super pleased, by the way. The entrance, like you all said, was absolutely amazing for Bianca. And I don't know if anybody noticed, but Bianca had Becky's name um, stitched onto her gear on her rear end with a kiss underneath it. And I think it was just, you know, this chef's kiss to the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jaxie, what about you? I loved this match. This was one of my most anticipated matches. Uh, both women went hard, and as Monty said, um, ever so rightly, this was the match we all expected when she came back at SummerSlam last year. So I was thoroughly pleased with it, um, and I was even more pleased with the outcome. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a, um, a three and three quarters. Um, I'm gutted that I didn't actually go with my initial uh voice but I'm very glad with the outcome. I think for me this is a five out of five match. It's just like I said, everything from the to the opening moment to the feud to everything coming to this point. It's just a shame it couldn't main event uh at WrestleMania. But it's still great, great mm-hmm. stuff. Um poll wise fifty eight percent went for Bianca Belair. Uh, predictions well Monty and I go Bil- uh, Bianca, the rest went Becky so it means Monty, Gina, Jackson, select match pod all on three points. And I go into lead with four. There was then rumours of Ronda leaving. Uh, I guess she should have. But the rumours stem from what happened the night before. Basically finding out she weren't going to main event and didn't take part in the Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, but up next we've got Seth Rollins versus his mystery uh, opponent. And we get video package recapping Seth's journey. And he entered the stage with an entire choir group singing his entrance. Uh, it, again, was spot on. And after a wait, uh, some pyro went off and the lights went down. And yes, Cody fucking Rhodes in full American Nightmare gear and music. Yes, I was rock hard. Came out. WWE got it. Bang on. Now, Monty, I know you and I have gone for, well, went for Cody's a mystery. But uh, I'll ask uh, Jackson you first. How surprised you were? Was Cody and did you kick yourself with a prediction? I did kick myself because I kind of thought that we were going to kind of get a double whammy of like double stuff uh, on both night one and two. You know, having this big joke of uh, running joke of having Shane, you know, come out as the choice. Um, so I am gutted. Uh, at the same time, I I was I was a bit perplexed. I'm baffled by the, by this because we got AEW Cody, we got the American Nightmare, we got the entrance uh, music, we got the sort of whole entrance theme, we got the gear, you know, everything was sort of screaming AEW Cody. Yet the pop he got and the amount of cheers he got was a complete 360 from what he got in AEW, and I just actually was embarrassed for. Uh, to be a wrestling fan and know that, like, you've got two halves and there can't just ever be sort of, 
you know, like look at how much the crowd ruined a lot of like matches and stuff with with these type of booze that would, you know, sort of come out of nowhere. And then you get respect in a complete different manner on on a different company. It's it's baffling. It really is mind blowing. I do appreciate the fact that he finally got some cheers because it's not nice week in week out to hear the booze when you're not trying to get the booze. Um, but I loved uh, everything about this. Yeah, it was brilliant. I mean, Cody looked elated to be back in front of the universe. Um, and we see the American Nightmare in the first couple of minutes and showed off the crowd a bit. Uh, the visionary got in a few good shots for he and Rose started brawling. Uh, this was big match wrestling. They played to the crowd, sold the big spots and made each other look like a million bucks. Rollins were a perfect choice for Rose's first opponent. The story seems that these two were equal in almost every way. They counted several times to show they knew each other's playbook. Even though this was Rose's big return, it was not a one-sided fight. Rollins made him work for the win. Both men failed to pick each other up big moves. Rose picked up the victory by hitting the crossroads twice followed by a series of jabs with Beyond a Cowboy and a third crossroads to seal the deal. This was a fantastic return um, to professional, well, I say professional, to sports entertainment to WWE, and Seth Rollins saying welcome back to the big league bitch as well was brilliant. Um, Gina, what did you think of this match? Um, it was definitely good. They They both worked so well with each other. I'm going to be I'm going to be the one that everyone hates. So, so when my prediction was going to be Cody as well, I literally just said we're going to get someone random, maybe Shane the first night and then we'll get Cody the second night. When he came out, I obviously wasn't surprised because I knew it was going to be him. I'm not going to lie though, I did roll my eyes a little bit just to be like, "Oh, here you go Cody, got your fans loving you and up your ass again." You know, like it, it I think that we're having a bit more. I'm super happy for him. He looks really good to be there as well. So I'm super pleased. And, but I still couldn't help but do a bit of an eye roll. <laughs> um, but it was still good. The match went hard. Uh, I'll give it a good three and a half as well. Um, I think I would like to see another match between Seth and Cody and just see, see a bit of a feud go on. But I, I can wait for that as well. So, yeah, it was a good match. Um, I think it was awesome. It's incredible watching back as well, rising from the ground, the prodigal son returning. This had everything, even a reference. And Rollins is turning to the guy to deliver top matches on big events, showing he doesn't mind putting over someone like Owens or Cesaro or even Cody at WrestleMania. This is great chemistry for a first-time big meeting as well. Uh, and I love the brain bust from the top into the reverse falcon arrow. The Cody cutter was beautiful as well. Uh, Monty, what are you going to score out of five? Yeah, I gave it four and three quarters, man. It was, this was great. Like you said, good as it gets. Awesome. Especially when you think when you take all of that in, like this is the first time they probably, like, fought. I don't know if ever, but if it's the first time ever, then that was just amazing. It was the first time they fought in a long time. It's still just amazing. And then, when Cody's music hit, I lost my mind. I was just happy because finally WWE did something right. Like, they didn't change nothing. They didn't do anything. Like, just leave it as is if you're going to make this move. Don't overhype us and let us down. Like, it felt like they were finally, you know, you know, giving us a nod as a fan because I've seen a lot of hate for Cody since this happened. But, like, honestly, this type, this type of stuff, really is, like, just great for us as wrestling fans, all, all in all. Like, if you really like wrestling. And the fact that now the door is, like, open on both sides, it's not just one 
not just WWE guys going to AEW. You can think of Cody as an AEW guy and then see him in WWE. Like, that's amazing because uh, I don't know if I – I definitely didn't think it was possible. And, you know, uh, this was just cool. Like you said, this was just all great. Seth was an awesome opponent for anyone. He did great with Cody. So, yeah, man, just gave me all the feels because he was just special to me. And uh, I don't think a lot of fans, especially if you like WWE, but even if you don't, even AEW fans, I don't think they'll ever forget when Cody <laughs> debuted at WrestleMania, you know, 38 in Dallas. It's just crazy, man. Well, I, I can't remember a wrestler coming or coming or making a debut in full, maybe apart from like AJ Styles coming in as AJ Styles with that whole gimmick and stuff like that. But it was incredible. Yeah, at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, to, to pick him up. It's literally yeah. like you've picked Cody from AEW, just dropped him in WWE. Uh, Jaxie, what about you? We're going to score it. I I absolutely love this match. I have to agree with all of the uh, points that Monty pointed out. Um, I just am even excited at going beyond the prospect, uh, beyond the match of um, Cody and actually just thinking about, like, you know, the matches that we could get with potential crossovers, you know, that has opened the door. So for me, this was a five-star match. Yeah, I'm going to go five out of five for me as well. It's really, really great stuff there. Uh, we asked who uh, Rollins, well, who will win at WrestleMania, and Cody rose sixty percent of the vote. Prediction-wise, Monty and I went Cody with a Cody win, so both of us pick up a prediction point and a bonus point as well. So the scores is I'm on five, Monty on four, Gina Jaxi slept match pod on three. And then the Hall of Fame class, um, we see them all coming out. Of course, the Undertaker getting uh, an entrance at Mania and the uh, respect that he deserves. The commentary tells us Boogs has torn his quad. Uh, 77,899 in attendance. This was too long a break, though, before our next match, which was Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte. It just took too long to get there. Um, but as soon as they locked up, it was clear it's going to be a physical exchange. They were not trying to make anything look smooth or pretty. This is about looking like they were having a fight. The Queen focused a lot of offense, and Rousey's legs set herself for the figure eight. Ronda used a more comprehensive approach with her offense and focused on dishing out as much damage as possible. Ronda hit a finisher only for Charlotte to get a foot on the rope. And then we get the ref bump. Ronda makes Charlotte tap, but when the dust settled, Flair hit the big boot to score the win. And retain her title. Uh, now, this was a bit of a shock. Jaxie, what were your thoughts on this? Oh, man. My predictions were completely wrong on both female matches. It really, that, this, that really bothered me, definitely. By the end of night one, I was definitely irked. Um, that being said, however, I've, I've got to admit, this is probably the first time I'm going to say this, but Ronda's um, wrestling has improved immensely i kind of enjoyed the match that both women gave um you know i don't like to talk that much and give uh she who must not be named compliments but i mean this match was this match actually went really well between the two um i kind of figured there was going to be outside shenanigans at play um dirty tactics used uh especially considering the outcome of the becky bianca match so i had an inkling I, I was I could lose this too, um, and it just turns out I was right. So I can't say that I wasn't like ultimately gutted, but um, overall the match was good. 
Yeah, I'm going to give that a four and a half out of five, I think, with a Charlotte and Ronda match. Oh, sorry. I didn't give my, my uh, uh, score. I'll give it a four. Um, I, I feel I'm kind of a little bit on the back burner because of I, I'm a stickler for a promo, um, a good, like, sort of long promo where, like, I'm invested. Um, and I didn't really feel ultimately invested in it. But going into this match, I wasn't really expecting much. It was a good match, however. Yeah, without doubt. Monty, what about you? Yeah, I agree, James. Four, four and a half for me. Uh, like I thought it had its sloppy moments, but like I expect, you know, Charlotte and Becky, I mean, not, not Becky here, but Charlotte and Ronda weaved a, a very compelling contest here. And, you know, they had the crowd into it, too. And you warned me, James, <laughs> about Charlotte winning. I think you literally said that they could just do it. You know, heels do go over at WrestleMania. You brought it up, and I was just like, well, look at how that worked out. So you're something to your, mani- to your mania. You got something going on here. It's a voodoo. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I did not like the way they did the finish. It didn't really work for me, like, you know, the cheating. But, you know, it, it is what it is, especially at mania for me. But. Uh, I don't. I didn't mind it as much because, like I said, I thought it was fine. But I definitely noticed, and I thought I was going to be unfair to this match either way because I was immediately comparing it to Bianca and Becky, and the intensity was nowhere near the same. So that right. probably took a little bit to me. So like, but after seeing that finish, I knew why Austin was going last. <laughs> yeah, without yeah. doubt. Uh, Gina, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, it was a good match. I agree, Ronda's definitely too. Nessie Scott's in the match, and if I'm truly honest, I, I, I'm all for women's wrestling, but I don't think that this was, like, a main event-worthy match. I thought the Bianca and Becky match would have been more of a main event-worthy for WrestleMania. I still enjoyed the match, but there were, like, spots that could have been done a bit better or um, more practiced. So, yeah, I I don't know. I, I thought it was okay. I I think maybe I'll give it... I'll give it three and three quarters. I'm just... I wasn't massively sold. No, I mean, crowd got in there towards the end and Charlotte delivers again. Uh, poll-wise for this, Ronda uh, got 74% of the vote. Predictions went Ronda... So, zero points all round. And, of course, the KO show, that was the main event segment. We didn't do any predictions for that. So, final scores for the first night. Charlotte ruined my perfect score. But I finished on five. Monty on four. Gina Jackson slept match pod on three. Uh, which basically means for prediction leagues, uh, bonus points. Monty, you get a point and I get a point for guessing Cody. So, we're on six and seven now Gina Jaxi five, um, and I joined Gina and Jaxi on two W pay per view wins for night one at WrestleMania. Of course, Monty still in lead with three, and then we get on to the KO show. Um, I mean, people can say what they want about closing the night with a talk show segment. Um, you know, Owens came out uh, and basically talked trash on Stone Cold. Before Stone Cold came out to it, when I say a, a huge evasion, I don't put it into context really how big it was. <laughs> um, he took his time getting there, 
and he sat down and actually surprised Owens wanted to have a conversation. Uh, KO said there's a reason why he's called him out, and it's actually because he wants to officially challenge him to a no-holes-barred match. And Stone Cold obviously asked the crowd if he want Austin to compete. Give me a hell yeah. And it was a whole hell yeah. The bell rang and he had a stare down the middle before rights uh, between Owens and Austin. They fall all over the arena, into the crowd and even up the stage with Austin taking the, the, the fight to Owens with suplexes. Uh, Austin took a suplex on the concrete as well, which is just wild when you think about it. And then back in the ring, Austin got hit with a a stunner from Owens, which again is incredible. Austin managing to kick out uh, and then a chair. And we've seen it before, and I don't mind. Uh, Owens missed the target, hit himself in the face. Austin hit with a stone cold stunner. For the victory. And then afterwards. Uh, Owens hit with another stunner. And then even the beer off with Byron Saxton. Getting it as well. Uh, this was fantastic. Monty what did you think. Of the KO show. Austin versus Owens. <laughs> I said on my podcast. That we all would win. And I told you. It does, I said no matter what happens. We all was going to win from this segment. And they went over and beyond. Even what I thought was going to happen. This was just an absolute treat, man. Like you said, from that pop, no one gets a pop like Austin. Uh, the promo was fun, even, you know, and then, the you know, the pop for the fact that he was challenging Austin to a match, you know, like, it was just it was just perfect. And then, like you said, we got Austin taking suplexes in 2022. No one can tell me they thought that was going to happen. He took a stunner, Kevin. Austin. Like, this wasn't even a squash. It wasn't just a beat down or just a stunner and walk off. This was like they actually went back and forth against each other for a while here. And I just immediately thought, like, you know, two things. You know, first, Sting is motivating the hell out of all of our legends, I think. I think Sting or stuff like Sting situation <laughs> is going to have. So a lot of our legends coming coming back for a couple for a match or something somewhere. Some some of them may not have, may not be, you know, in the shape that even Austin or Sting in, so they probably shouldn't. But we're, we're, I'm not talking about that right now. And two, Kevin Owens is a made man, you know, because, like, I don't care what you say. The main event spot against Austin, you got to get some some stuff in. And, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I just love it. I thought this made Kevin look great still, while at the same time giving all us fans who love Stone Cold Steve Austin another chance to just watch him raise hell. So that was fun. It was just – this is great. I, I didn't – I don't know. It's not a match, but I gave it five stars. Yeah, I, I, this is – this is much more than I ever was expecting. We've seen Stone Cold before, you know, uh, with either Carlito or Rowdy Roddy Piper, you know, hitting a few stunners or whatever. But this was a full-blown yeah. match. And, and I, again, I don't know if we even met, but Kevin Owens deserved... I mean, in England, you'd be knighted for performance like that. Selling like Mr. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Um, just, just... And, you know, people go, why? And, and this is the funny thing, because of, even CM Punk mentioned it on Twitter about, um, you know, there was a comment about Owens would never main event at WrestleMania or any W pay-per-view wearing a T-shirt the way he does. And a lot of that was attributed to what CM Punk right. said to him. And you think Owens has just main evented the WrestleMania against the man CM Punk wants to face more than anybody else as well. This is a dream <laughs> come true for Kevin Owens. And a big fuck you to yes. anybody who said, oh, you should join AEW. Look what he's just done. And this will be remembered 
for years and years to come. And, and Austin in himself, we don't even talk that the right hands for Stone Cold are still spot on. He needs to do a class. Uh, but then again, <laughs> I might be overreacting. Uh, Jaxie, what about you? What do you think of this? I think he both said it all, really. This was just amazing. It was feel good. Um, and I think Monty um, kind of touched on this, but I genuinely do think that thing has uh, left uh, an impression on some of the legends. Uh, and, and the legends are kind of wanting to, to get that one last uh, run-in sort of thing. Um, but this was just brilliant on both ends, from both uh, Stone Cold, from the reception he got, to just the amount that he was doing, to be honest. At, at, the, at the start of the match, I honestly was a little bit terrified um, going into it as to, you know, how he's going to be, how his knees are going to be. We, we all know that, how bad his knees are. Um, and then he's taking superplexes on the outside. I was like, okay, man, this fine. You know, this was just great. Um, I, would have give, I would give this five star too. Yeah, I think five out of five. Gina? Yeah, I felt like that little kid back in the Attitude Era, just every time Stone Cold's music hit, I would jump up and down. I'd want to get a can of Coke and just smash it about so that I'm copying Stone Cold. It just sent me back to all of those times, giving me nostalgia feeling. But I'm also super pleased for Kevin. It was such a good match. And this is why it was made the main event, because you couldn't have ended it on a better pop than that. So definitely a five from me as well. Yeah, fantastic stuff. Yeah, five all round there. Uh, even the ref had a bit at the end. And overall thoughts, I mean, what a fucking night. Yes, the first two matches weren't great, but everything after was mania-worthy. WWE nailed the entrances. The only issue was the long video packages, which, you know, if you cut, would free up space, even for the tag team match. The Stone Cold moment was like a dream, and there was two match of the year yeah. candidates. Uh, so we'll go around and we'll start with Monty. Uh, who was your MVP of night one? Oh, man. Uh, this was tough, but uh, I really, you know, didn't know who else to give it to other than uh, Cody because I just felt like it was just a game-changing situation, you know, and uh, doing this is not easy, you know, uh, and not only in his shoes, but just for everything to go right. Are they going to Are they going to be – are they going to play Kingdom, his old AEW interest music? Are they going to actually buy into my vision? And the fact that everything went as planned and the match worked out well also, yeah, I just don't uh, – yeah, I got to give it to him. Yeah. Jack C., what about you for MVP of the night? Uh, I'm, I'm going to have to go ahead and, um, like, the first uh, person that I thought of after, you know, night one finished was uh, Kevin Owens. I thought he did – Absolutely amazing um, throughout the whole of the KO show and the match itself. So I'm going to go with KO. And Gina? Yeah, I'm going to go with Stone Cold for me. I mean, I, I thought that it wasn't going to be a match. I thought Stone Cold's knees were too too far gone for him to do something so extreme again. And he just showed us that he was able to still pull it off. So I'm going to say Stone Cold. Yeah, I would have to agree with Stone Cold there. Uh, match of the night for me is the women's match, even though the Cody Rollins match came close. Monty, what about you? Are you going to go women's? Yes. Yes, Becky and Bianca all day. Uh, Jaxie? Yeah, 
Yeah, same here, Becky and Bianca. And Gina? Yeah, I'm going to go with double Bs, Becky and Bianca. And then rating out of 10. Monty, what was your rating for the first night? My first night uh, rating, I gave it a 9. I had to uh, penalize it because, you know, if, if those two first two matches, maybe, and maybe even you take, I can t- I'll take the Corbin match. Maybe if that first match goes just as planned, this could have been, you know, damn near perfect. So, But I had to give it a 9. Jaxie? Yeah, see, I'm going to kind of agree with Monty, but I'm going to actually give it an eight for the simple fact that, like, if we didn't have all of those promos, we might have still been able to have gotten the New Day uh, match that was supposed to originally be on night one. So, for me, I'm going to give that in itself a down. So, that will be, uh, take it to eight. And Gina? Yeah, I gave night one an eight some great matches. I was really gutted about Rick Boogs and I definitely think that that match could have been one of my top favourite matches as well had he not got injured. So um, I will give it an 8 but it was still a great night. I'm going to give it a nine and a half because th- this night one of Mania was awesome. Like I said, forget about the first two matches. The rest of it was just top top stuff you know like yeah. I said, match of the year candidates at wrestlemania doesn't normally happen the austin uh owens end of the show which was spectacular and obviously the cody surprise it had everything you want for wrestlemania even the celebrity involvement with the logan paul with the mysterios as well so i've got to say nine and a half there's not been a better night of mania in a very very long time um but we did ask everybody else how they rated Mania. Uh, night one, okay, was 13%. Good was 17%. Great was 31%. And awesome got 37%. And that is for a W pay-per-view. So you know that is good scores. So night one basically smashed it out of the park. The question is, could night two do anything uh, to kind of beat it. Well, we'll get straight onto it now. April 3rd, night two kickoff. Again, Kayla Booker, Pete, Jerry and Kevin. Uh, Paul Heyman cut a great promo. Mella and Vega had a few words. And then the main show started with an actual great rendition of America the Beautiful. And Triple H kicking off a show, making his way to the ring and leaving his boots symbolically in the ring. Um, Jaxie, what do you think of Triple H? Do you think this is a moment he deserves... Uh, and you think it's apt to happen at WrestleMania? You know what? I um when he when his entrance music first hit, I I loved the nostalgia of it, but I also was like, "What are you, what are you doing here? What have you come out to say?" Um, I then also questioned him, just saying, "You know, welcome to WrestleMania." I get it because we all know that the, the recent news was that he retired, but I was like, "Why have you just come out?" just to say that. But then when I saw the symbolic boots left in the ring, I got it. And I understand why he sort of opened it. Um, he's, he's not going to get that chance to, to have that last match um, in the ring and stuff. And so um, I think I understood it from an emotional side um, when he left the, uh, the boots. So that, that got me a little bit. I think without that, it's a lovely moment. And we just like to say here, thank you, Triple H. 
So we move on to our first match of night two, which is RK Bro Street Profits and Alpha Academy, a high-energy three-way match that featured one member from each team of the ring at the same time. It was a perfect option to kick off the show. The crowd was into it. The jumped up, and Orton Hot Tag sparked a phenomenal finishing sequence that concluded with a Viper catching uh, Chad Gable with an RKO mid-flight for the win. I mean, I want shush as a ringtone, if I can get it, even like a message or something like that as well. Uh, this should have started <laughs> night one. Montez flying over the ring post. Chad loves to fly. We saw the moonsault to the outside. Some great moves. Match really flowed as well. The iPad was crushed. The crowd really loves RK, bro. The net breaker combo was sick. Uh, I call for flying by RKO, but not Riddle. I mean, what a move. And Paul Gable gets caught yet again. Uh, Gina, <laughs> what did you think of this opening match at WrestleMania Night 2? I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It was so hype. All guys just killed their spots. They smashed it. The the RKO's at the end, you know, the one from Matt and then followed by by Randy. It was just insane. I mean, I knew it was going to end on a, a great RKO because we even uh, prophesied that in the in the podcast, you know. So for me, I was just like, yeah, I knew one was coming, but Jesus, that they both killed those spots so well it was amazing so yeah i um i literally loved the match i thought it was great um are we doing our results now as well or no you give a score at five if you want yeah yeah i'm gonna give it a good four and three quarters it was such an entertaining match yeah it was great i mean really really good and orton looks so happy it's a hook it's the happiest i've ever seen Randy Orton. That's true, actually. Yeah, I, I was going to comment that as well, and you just reminded me. He looked, I've never seen Randy Orton look so happy. No, happy and motivated. Really it's, it's a weird combination yeah. for him. You know, it's usually it pissy is. and surly, but, you know, we are we are getting a different Randy Orton. Either, because Chad so Gable interrupted a post-match WrestleMania toast between Arca Brody Street Profits and Gable Stevenson, the two-time NCAA champion suplex the hill. Uh, Stevenson was a sign of things to come. And I wonder how many people called him Stevenson instead of Stevenson. Took me a while. And why was his T-shirt inside out or upside down? I don't know. Uh, but, Monty, what are you going to score that match out of five? Yeah, I gave it four and a quarter, man. This is fast-paced. It was fun. You know, like you said, it did a great job setting the tone, getting everybody in a good mood. And, uh, you know, like you said, everybody followed their role the way you would expect. Uh, and I just thought this set a tone for an exciting night, and that that was that was their job. I knew Randy was going to get an RKO out of nowhere, but the one Riddle hit was just beautiful, like a super RKO, like from the very top rope, like it was just nice. It was beautiful. You guys already mentioned that, uh, so yeah, this was cool. Four and a quarter. Well, there's a lot of wrestlers that use the cutter, even Cody with the Cody cutter and stuff like this. But mm-hmm. Orton might be the one where. You know, he might give Riddle the RKO or, you know, say you're allowed to move it. Because, you know, to hit an RKO like that, which was spectacular, you know, Orton's got to be happy about it. Uh, Jackson, what about you? you He's having the time of his life. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, again, I feel like, uh, you know, maybe Matt Riddle just introduced him to a certain herb or two um, to make Randy that happy. But it was such a fun (laughs) match. So um, I'm going to give Randy. it a <laughs> Yeah, exactly right. Happy well, the thing Randy. Is, 
Orton has had a history of this, but like I said, Riddle might be giving them the right stuff. You know, the uppers instead of the downers now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Um, it was a really, really great opening match, though. So, yeah, I'm giving it a four and a half. Yeah, four and a half there. Uh, yeah, really, really good. Uh, Poll-wise, RK Bro got 57% of the vote. Street Profits 25 and Alpha Academy with 17 predictions. Well, Select Match Pod join us again for night two. And uh, Monty, I and Select Match Pod all start with a point. Jackson Gina with zero. And we move on to our next match, which was Bobby Lashley versus Omos. The unstoppable force meeting the immovable object. Uh, Bobby Lashley looks a whole Omos momentum. Succeeded delivering a massive vertical suplex to the former tag champion, following with two spears. One of them, I don't care what the commentators say, it was mistimed. And they're going, well, I've never seen Bobby hit spear like that. Yeah, because he fucked it. But still, it's not about that. Um, let's not forget, Bobby beat Drew last year at Mania. You know, so this is a, a Lashley that is uh, a monster. Uh, the fans respect him now, so a face run probably actually going to be good. Um, this was not as bad maybe if anyone expected. There was one real scary moment with Bobby almost breaking his neck on the ring post. Uh, Jaxie, what did you think of these two big behemoths? I mean, I was really eager and excited to watch this match, for sure. Um, their sort of opening entrance, uh, both of them just came across like absolute beast. Um, uh, you were right in terms of some mistimed spots. Um, but I felt like they kind of got it together. Um, but I was definitely terrified and worried when I saw Bobby Lashley's the back of his head just hit that ring post, and it it did not look good, especially when they even did the slow mo of it. Uh, so I hope you know he was checked out and he was all fine um, and things. The match was good. Um, I would have liked it to have gone a bit longer. I think. But again, um, (laughs) well, I mean, I felt like they needed a bit longer to kind of get into things. So I think if they had a bit of a a longer match, they might have been able to produce something that was like out of this park. But yeah, I thought it was a good match overall. Um, I'll I'll give it like a four and a quarter, probably. Four and a quarter. I mean, for me, this, this is the two big guys going at it. And on AEW, they had uh, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Keith Lee. And this is the type of match I thought maybe it would be guys kind of throwing around mm. each other. But Omos is just, I mean, he's so green. And when you consider he's been around for a couple of years now, and it's just the two moves together. It's, it's, I mean, it's not take a uh, Gonzalez level, but I think for me, this was pretty close. Um, but I mean, the crowd were into the, the the finish as well. Gina, what would you score that out of five? I mean, I'm with Jaxie on this one. I actually really enjoyed this match. I I thought it was so nice seeing these powerhouses go against each other. I think that they could build a bit of a feud. They don't have to do it week after week, but bring this match back to us again. I would happily watch it. Um, and I really, I really got behind Bobby in this. I, I mean, I was behind him anyway, even as a heel. But as a face, I got behind him so much in this match. So I'm definitely going to give it a good score of like four. But that's because I just personally enjoyed it. Uh, Monty, what about you? 
Yeah, I gave it three and three quarters. You know, I thought it was solid overall. You know, uh, you could tell Omos have need. He has room to improve. I think we are. Uh, we definitely can say like that's 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 not a secret in my opinion. And like so, I, I it's like what were your expectations going in? Yeah. Is is what I'm trying to say. So like I expected a typical big man versus big man WWE style contest, and that's exactly what I got here. And I thought everybody executed like Omos did his job as the Giants, like dominated and you know and looked looked strong for a while. And I thought Lashley did a good job getting sympathetic. That spot where he almost got decapitated definitely will make you feel sympathy and make you root for somebody. So, you know, I thought that worked and the crowd was into it. So, you know, this was so WWE, though. Like, if you know anything about WWE, with two big guys going at it, they've done it a million times. And it's simple, but I do think this was effective, and I'm glad that Bobby is a, a – seems like they're going full-fledged into this face role. You're 100% right. He has the respect – of the crowd, and I will explain later why I just think it's all perfectly timed for him to be a babyface. But there, here we go. Yeah, I'm gonna give three it and three quarter. I'm gonna give it a three and a quarter out of five. Like I said, I wasn't expecting Steamboat and Flair, so I suppose that's a valid point as well. Bobby Lashley got 74% of the vote, which is a bit surprised because Omos was undefeated for a year. We all Bobby, so first points for Jackson and Gina on one, Select Match Pod Monty and me on two. Up next, Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. Now, Dave Meltzer, stop listening because you're going to hate this. Anything goes. First off, thoughts on Jackass because Jackass, and again, I don't want to show my age, but I grew up on Jackass, whether it be on MTV or wherever it is in the UK. I think Channel 4, wherever it was. And I was so into every single character with the movies and everything like that. Now, is there anybody here that doesn't like Jackass? Right, good. That's what I thought. You know, I think it's... I was to say, take the silence as... <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's a part... <laughs> I would say it's a part of our generation as much as anything else. We've all... Yeah. I mean, Very even well. as a kid, I tried to jump in a shopping trolley and be thrown down a flight of stairs. I mean, you know what I mean? This is... Okay, see, that's where, that's where the similarities <laughs> is, right? <laughs> For me, I watched... But I didn't try anything. <laughs> so, but I think yeah, I think we just wrestling news, not jackass news. No, yeah, definitely we, we try wrestling spots. Now we yeah. we throw each other in bushes and all this kind of stuff. I mean, honestly, it's. I mean, we didn't get to like a dirty Sanchez level, but I mean, jackass was. Oh wasn't god. There. Um, yeah. And I, and I think because I would say of our generation, if anybody doesn't like it then they're probably gonna end up hating a match but i've always liked yeah, him and that's true. this match hijinks ensued right <laughs> this is be an understatement <laughs> zane punishing knoxville early for members of the jackass cast including <laughs> well i'll get on to it in a minute provided distractions allowed him fiercely to get back in it knoxville used a taser a bowling ball, a bowling ball, a mousetrap cover table, and a giant mousetrap to ultimately pin Zane to win. But Zane was trusted to make this fit interesting and an enjoyable match. Johnny Knoxville took an exploder through a table. Party Boy showed up. And I was a little bit disappointed because I was saying, he's not in traditional gear. Oh boy, he got in traditional gear. <laughs> he was loving life. And then we Man... <laughs> Not since yeah, a Monty... patience, patience. <laughs> Monty, not since WrestleMania three have a slam been heard around the world as loud as loud as when <laughs> Wee Man P 
picked up Sami Zayn and slapped. What a huge pop for Wee Man as well. Even I popped under there. The spinning DDT yeah. by Johnny Knoxville. Um, Zayn's slow mo kick to Wee Man's face. The crowd reaction and that kick is pro wrestling. I don't care what anybody says. You know, um, Sami Zayn going up on top, being caught with the, the fireworks the second time going up and checking it like one of the burglars from Home Alone just to make sure it's safe, even though you probably know it's going to be booby-trapped. The mousetrap table and, of course, the massive hand with jackass callbacks. <laughs> People might have hated that hand, but everybody was going, oh, there it is. It shouldn't have been so good, but it was because it was stupid. Yeah. But it was WrestleMania, and I loved it. I don't care what anybody says. Monty, what about you? I agree one hundred percent. This is all good fun. Like if you couldn't enjoy this, like you said, you have to be one of those people who've always kind of hated the kind of sophomoric antics that is associated with Jackass. <laughs> but uh, I think if you're like, like you said, like us, grew up watching it, know what to expect. And even if I didn't, I just came into it expecting, okay, this is going to be wild. Like, Knoxville is going to take some damage, and there's going to be a lot of crazy stuff, especially with anything goes in there. By the way, I don't know if Sami Zayn has a partner, whoever that may be. I feel sorry for him because he got his, he got his, <laughs> uh, his manhood destroyed in, like, every way possible. And so, like, every move was to the to the nuts, it, it seemed like, right? It's, it's a, like, I know the, I'm, I wouldn't The thing is, as well, it's like, oh, how do they do the bowling ball trick without hurting Sami Zayn? It's like, yeah, he just throws it as hard as possible. I hope he puts his hand there. That's the trick. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, my goodness. And, but I do have to say, Sami Zayn, just like Kevin Owens, they deserve the yeah. world, man. Like, after those WrestleMania performances, how can you not see the value in Sami Zayn? How can you not see how great Kevin Owens is? So, you know, he carried Knoxville through this exciting encounter. And, man, I knew Knoxville would survive. I knew he was going to survive a lot. And I, I, I expected the friends, like you said, despise we man. But I did not know I would enjoy the insanity that much. So I gave it four and a quarter. Like, it was really, really good. I, I loved it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is as well about it is that people wondering, you know, how much punishment Johnny's taken. There's a W24 on the network now, and he gives an interview just after the Rumble match, and you can see the red marks on his body. So Zane is a safe <laughs> yes. worker, but he's not pulling any punches. He's not pulling any... You saw the kick to Wee Man. You saw the kick to Johnny as well. He wasn't holding back. Yes, it was ridiculous, but I, I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, Jaxie, what about you? This was... Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, again, I think you guys kind of really knocked it out of the park in terms of just explaining the excitement behind this match. I, there was just perfect nostalgia from, you know, Jackass itself. Um, and as you said, Sammy was such a great worker, just like Kevin Owens again. Um, I did not expect to enjoy this match as much as I did. So... Um, they did their job well. Uh, Johnny Knoxville just kind of um, also surprised me. Um, well, all of them did, really. Uh, so, yeah, for me, this was just perfect. What would you score it out of five? I'm going to give it a four because I thoroughly enjoyed it and was just very much laughing throughout it all. So what can you not enjoy about, you know, a bit of laughter that actually works well? So, 
Yeah, WWE humor doesn't normally work, but even Johnny getting nearly decapitated by that giant mouse trap towards the end as well was actually quite funny. Gina, what are you going to score it? Yeah, I'm going to give this a four and a quarter because it was so entertaining, and I, I'm giving it the extra little quarter because, to be honest, it was it was probably one of the matches that I wasn't looking forward to as much. Not that I didn't think it was going to go good, but uh, I just thought oh, I was going to get a bit stupid, maybe. And yeah, so it thoroughly surprised me, and I thought it was so good. The mouse traps on the table, and then the giant one at the end was so hilarious i just spent the whole match thinking what's gonna happen next who's coming out next what's gonna you know um so they definitely kept you on your toes they kept that energy going in the crowd like the crowds just kept their energy up watching it and i think you know even the crowd's energy was helping both sammy and johnny keep their energy up and fair play to johnny because he was taking some big bumps so i'm gonna give it four and a quarter yeah i'm gonna give it four and a half like i said really really good stuff and and I've said this before, and I hope it does come to fruition at some point. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn deserve that moment that kind of Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit had at WrestleMania 20, where they're both world champions on the biggest stage possible. And they proved, you know, even this weekend, that they've had two standout matches with two opponents that aren't, well, one's not wrestled in 19 years, and the other one is not even a professional wrestler. So credit where credit is due for both men. Johnny Knoxville got 67% of the vote. We all went Johnny as well. So it means that match pod Monty and myself on three. Jackson Jr. on two. And then up next, the Women's Tag Team Championships Fatal 4-Way. Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Natalia and Baszler versus Morgan Ripley versus Zelina, Vega and Carmella. Banks and Naomi were nice entrants with a car. Ripley and Morgan dressed as Batman and Catwoman. Um, but there was nothing like night one's entrances and i don't know if they spent their budget on saturday uh but again you know i didn't really mind it this was a spotty match almost too much going on for its own good stereo tope suicides for morgan and banks were a nice way to bring energy banks and i used tandem offense to uh score the pinfall carmella and the titles your new uh wwe women's tag team champion sasha banks and naomi all what eight worked their socks off graves was fun on there was a great Tower of Doom spot as well. Um, and I'll tell you what um, Corey Graves reminded me of a little bit was Bobby Heenan on commentary when he's kind of so into Ric Flair, you know, and he's saying it's not fair to Flair. And speaking of Bobby Heenan, I would have loved the Iron Sheik coming down to the ring to make his WrestleMania 17 joke right. Because he said Sheik would come down by the time WrestleMania 38. Uh, back to the women's title match anyway. Uh, Gina, what did you think of this one? Yeah, I thought it was good. As you said, all of the ladies did work their asses off in this match and they all had their spots and their moments to have some fun, show off what they can do and really hit their hit their moment. Um I loved I, I loved Sasha's gear. Her her man makes her gear so perfectly fitted to her and it just looks great every time. But Liv and uh Rhea coming out as Batman and Catwoman, that was also great. As a fellow cosplayer, I always love seeing the outfits and the detail and the thought that they all put into it. So, um, yeah, I thought they were all doing great. I absolutely wet myself when <laughs> I think there was three of them. I think it was Carmela, Zelina, and 
I can't remember who the other one was, but the three of them went to go into the ring to hit Shayna, and Shayna just looked up, and they all just backed the <laughs> fuck off. That was hilarious. It kind of reminded me of me and my sisters when we're playing up, and my dad walks in the room, and we just stopped still. It was brilliant. Um, but yeah, I thought it was okay. Uh, I, I knew who the winners were going to be. Um, so yeah, I, I, I really did enjoy it. I'm going to give it three and three quarters. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.95. Um, I want to see Banks v. Ripley one-on-one as well, actually, because I think these two, it's not a, a combination that I've seen uh, a lot of. Uh, Monty, what about you winning score out of five? Yeah, they did have a good spot, didn't they, um, in there at one point, yes. Rhea and Sasha. And I thought, oh, is this going to brew something? So, yeah, hopefully we get that at some point. No, hopefully, like I said, it, it's built up to it. And again, it's not a combination that we're sick and tired of yet. Uh, Monty, what are you going to score out of five? Yeah, I'm giving it four stars. Uh, you know, like I said, I thought it was good also. You know, uh, the right team won. I think we all can agree. And uh, uh, I'm, I was happy, you know, that this moment uh, happened for Sasha. You know, I mentioned this is the first victory for Sasha at Mania. You know, overdue. Naomi by the way, has won everything in her career. Like, every accomplishment has come at WrestleMania. That's kind of cool. Like, she's won her, her two. Well, besides, the, I think, the second. No, the second. The first championship reign, she didn't win it. But the second one, she won it at Wrestle, won it back at WrestleMania. And then she won the Battle Royal. And now she is here becoming the tag champion here. So I thought that was kind of cool. And, uh, you know, it wasn't really the most dramatic match. I think only, like, when Rhea hit the riptide, I thought maybe it was at, the match was at risk. But... You know, other than that, this was solid. You know, uh, I gave it four stars. And uh, Jaxie, what are you going to score it? Yeah, um, I agree with kind of points that both Monty and Purple uh, brought up. I'm just going to straight up uh, agree with Monty's uh, score and give it a four. I thought all, all of the women worked really well, um, you know, showcasing and giving it their all. Um, I would have loved to have more build to this, have more depth to each of these tag teams instead of constantly splitting them up and then putting them together. I think that's probably the only drawback at the moment because of right now you can't you can't deny that all of these women at WrestleMania are going hard. Yeah, without doubt, like I said. And uh, interesting fact, talk about fact, Carmella's competed in title matches at WrestleMania twice so far in her career. Both times she's lost to Naomi. Uh, 2017, a six-way match for the SmackDown Women's title won by Naomi. And, of course, now a four-team match won by Naomi and Sasha Banks. And, of course, Banks' win is the first time in seven attempts as well. Uh, Poll-wise, well, Basil and Natalia got 0%. Vega and Carmella, 2%. Morgan and Ripley, 46 But 51% Banks and... And, like I said, predictions... Well, it... We all went. No, we didn't. I'm lying to you. Slept match pod uh, did go for Ripley oh, and yeah. Morgan, and the entire WNR team went Banks and Naomi, which means Monty, you and I are on four, and Slap match pod Jackson and Gina are on three. As we head into our next match, Edge versus AJ Styles, and Edge looked like a total badass. He emerged from the flames and sat thrown. Uh, with his latest Alter Bridge theme accompanying him. This is what I thought Alistair Black would be like on the main roster. There's no <laughs> doubt Edge's character. Yeah. 
Uh, was the outfit a tribute to Undertaker as well? And even is the character Monty? Because yes. we've got black and purple yeah. and the lights. Had to be, right? It just see it just fits so perfectly. Like I think definitely the gear. I think the per- the black and purple gear definitely looked inspired by the Undertaker. Maybe his classic with the purple gloves, of course. Uh, and then like you said, the lighting, the sitting on the mountain of not of uh, omnipotence, I guess is what he was doing in the entrance. I kinda like I really love that visual. But I will go ahead and admit it now. The first thing I even said about predictions, really, this is when I knew I, I elfed up with AJ. <laughs> when he was sitting in that mountain, I'm like, yeah, Edge is probably going <laughs> over. But anyway. <laughs> well, it's weird because AJ was uh, bleeding on the way to the ring. So we had no idea kind of what happened there either, whereas he might have, you know, scratched a scab or something like this. Uh, but it was a lengthy contest that started slow, built to its false finishes and high spots. Uh, towards the end, we see Damian Priest popping up at ringside, Brenton Styles from delivering a formidable forearm, and Edge capitalised, used a spear that earned him the win. Uh, this bout was great, uh, full of great in-ring psychology. Maybe it wasn't a five-star match, but Styles sold like a champ for Edge's arm work, and Bader put over the Fulhamal's yeah. late outburst. Styles appeared to pop his left shoulder back in, putting over the work Edge has done. There was a really scary suplex on the ring apron, but both was all right. And the false finish of the Styles clash with Edge just barely getting his shoulder up was great. Crowd were into it, and like I said, I called the forearm into the spear. This was the longest match at Mania, both nights, just Mm -hmm. under 25 minutes. Uh, Jaxie, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I really enjoyed this match. Um, You know, like Monty said, from the entrance to the match itself, um, I thought it was great. Um, at first, I was like, the fuck is Damien Priest doing out here for? And then I I looked at what he was, like, wearing, and, and like, you know, he's got the eyeliner on, and I thought, what? why am I getting a real brood vibe right now? And then all of a sudden, you know, we get this collaboration, like, that sort of popped up in the ring after... Um, I, I got real excited um, by the end of this match, real excited at the sort of prospects that could come of a team-up between these two. So um, I think overall this match really did do it for me. Um, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Yeah, I'm going to give it four and three quarters out of five. A really, really good, strong wrestling. Gina, what about you? Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm going to give it four and a half as well. Such a great match. AJ always shines in whatever match he is in and I knew that him and Edge would just always pull out a great match. But, yeah, it was just so fun to watch. I couldn't kind of tell who was going to win. They just kept me at the edge of my seat throughout the whole of their match. And, you know, they both just killed everything that they've done. You know, Edge isn't exactly as young as AJ. He still pulled everything off, too. It was great. So, four and a half, four and a half for me. And Monty? Yeah, four and a half also here. Uh, like I said, the match was uh, pretty, really good in a lot, in every area, really, when you think about it. Uh, you know, and I, I don't know if it lived up to that dream match hype, uh, but it was awesome to me. And it had uh, very, very, it had some really insane moments. So, you know, I heard the rumors about Edge wanting Priest, but I was just not thinking they were doing it at WrestleMania. But as a Priest fan, I was so happy that he at least got a chance to, you know, feel important on WrestleMania, not just show up to the side. Like, it seemed like they were doing with him and Finn Balor. Uh, he got the better out of it, out of them, too, if you really think about it. But, uh, yeah, so this was good for me. 
Four and a half. Without a doubt. Poll wise, AJ Styles edged out edge 51%, uh, which was tight at the top. Predictions, well, we all went edge. Apart from Monty, and I did tell you when we did the live show, but uh, you don't listen. You warned uh, me. I did say no, but mm-hmm. uh, at the moment... Hard-headed. Means, I'm yeah, hard-headed. It means Jack, C.G., and Todd have joined Monty on four, and I am on five points now. We then get attendance of 78,453, which is more than yesterday. And talking about more than yesterday, uh, we get Seamus and Butch. Oh, Seamus and Ridge with Butch versus a New Day. This was a sprint of about with more spots than anything. Colmate with Holland pinning Xavier Woods for following the Northern Grit. Uh, Kofi, Woods we- uh, Kofi and Woods wearing Biggie's gear was a nice touch. Not that we saw it for long enough. That is two years in a row now. The New Day have been smashed by a Hill team. And apart from Kofi Mania, New Day always seem to have a bad WrestleMania. Uh, Monty, what did you think of this so-called match? Yeah, thank you for saying that. So-called match. Uh, it, this was unfortunate to me, man, because it just, you know, it, everyone was involved with cut Saturdays. And I thought we, we just mentioned video packages. You get rid of most of them, especially the unnecessary ones for stuff that wasn't even on that card that night. You get rid of those, you, you probably can get a match done then. And then you can just tell they were given scraps of time in this match because of the way they rushed and how things, uh, you know, just were done. You know, and this is one of those harsh realities of mania sometimes, how some matches get cut for time or just cut completely off. And, uh, you know, you can tell they're just trying to fit a lot into a small slot of time. But, James, I do want to ask you, I gave it the match three stars because, you know, if you can call it that, there you go. Uh, but Pete Dunn looked like an uncontrollable uh, toddler <laughs> to me, and especially when Seamus was just carrying him around like a child. Those and are I was the just exact like, oh my words Jaxie used for him. Those are the this exact is just sad. <laughs> the bruiser weight getting carried like a child. This was it was so that was so sad to me for a second there. But yeah, I don't even know how you rate that. <laughs> He will get this over. He will get it over, I promise, I promise, I promise. Uh, I'm going to give it a throw because this wasn't really much. Uh, Jaxie? Yeah, I didn't rate this at all. I just thought it was, like, actual disrespect, and I feel like you would have gotten an, a full, decent match if it had been on original originally on the match card for night one. So I was completely disappointed. I did not like how, how quickly they were squashed. And everything to do with Pete Dunne, like, how can you do that? Really, I, I don't even want to talk about the pickup situation. He, he really did look like a little toddler, and it just actually hurt me to see him like that when how he was packaged in the NXT was just on a completely different level. So this this was poor as hell for me. This, this was a 2.5. And Gina? Yeah, I feel the same as you guys. Really disappointed with how long they got. They got next to nothing to try and make this match enjoyable for any fan of any of the wrestlers involved. Um, I'm going to give the New Day five for their outfits alone because that wasn't appreciated enough because we didn't get a long enough match for it. But the whole match itself is getting a three. Yeah, it's weird not seeing Woods and Kofi with knee pads. and Just not to have any biggies. Uh, New Day, <laughs> New Day got seventy six percent of the vote there. Uh, we all went for the hills apart from Jaxie, so it means Jaxie's on four, 
Monty slept match Polly oh, on five and James on six. And then we get the Hall of Fame class and a round of applause. And then Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Vincent Mann made his entrance. And I don't think even he would have thought that when he put all on the line at WrestleMania 1, what the event would become. Vince called Austin Theory a future world champion like he did with Drew. So, hey, that's hoping nine right. years' time. Nine years' time that comes true after Austin's release. You know, like, I really... Hopefully don't take that long. <laughs> you going to leave the company? You're going to yeah. go to AEW come back? That's all you need to do. Just completely rebuild your career elsewhere and come back as a star. Uh, this feud has been one of the best built, even though I'm not emotionally invested. I did love Pat's entrance with cheerleaders and yeah. balls. Of course, the Seven Nation Army, but they missed the trick. Not all Pat McAfee, but again, that's another day. Uh, Cole, Michael mm-hmm. Cole, in this one, standing up, doing his commentary like his mate, and yeah, he, he, loves, he loves his mate. It was like JR and Stone Cold, you know, with Michael Cole <laughs> calling everything on the yes. line. And it was raw athleticism for McAfee and solid heel work from Theory combined to actually make a proper wrestling match, weirdly enough. Theory's ego proved too low. If he tried for an A-town down, only for McAfee to roll him up and grab a handful of tights <laughs> for the win. He even joined the commentary table a la Rock uh, during this match as well. The crowd loved him. Uh, Pat landed on his feet from the top. And then springing up to superplex, Austin Theory was probably the the move of the match. Yes. Um, Oh, perfect. I really like Pat selling, you know. And Austin was being a proper heel when, of course, Cole on commentary. And it's assisting Pat and Cole were the only commentary team to have won and be undefeated at WrestleMania (laughs) uh, at this precise moment. Biggest moment for both Mm -hmm. of them. Uh, We'll go for Gina. What did you think of this match, Pat McAfee, Austin Theory? Again, this is one that thoroughly surprised me with how much I enjoyed it. I actually agree with you guys. I enjoyed Michael Cole's commentary. He was really back in his mate. You know, it was it was actually really feel good. I actually I I did see Pat um when he did his um stuff with Adam Cole in the NXT. Um I didn't really know who he was before, so I kind of was just like, nah, um he's okay, that sort of thing. So seeing him in this match, he did impress me. When he jumped up to that top rope, I know that Austin helped him because he, he kind of like grabbed on. He grabbed on. He's like, but come here. There, I got you. <laughs> yeah, he's like, don't worry, you're not fooling, you're not fooling. I got you. <laughs> I just right. think that they worked well together. You could tell that they both kind of worked to to make this match entertaining and bring what they both could to keep the fans awake and keep them going at this time and in, into WrestleMania. You know, um, I I did really enjoy it. The aftermath, I would like to have something separate to say. So oh, I'm yes. not even going to yeah, say no, it right no. now. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> yes, do the rating definitely. of the match. Yeah. So the <laughs> but Pat, the match itself Pat was and Austin great. match. I, yeah. Yeah. I so, literally thought it was it was worth at least a, a four and a half as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. Again, I was really surprised by how much I enjoyed it because I didn't expect myself to enjoy it so much. So that's why I'm giving it a four and a half. Yeah, and all joking aside, like Pat can go and with Adam Cole as he did at Takeover, yes. is a little bit different to Austin Theory. But Austin Theory, this is the start of of like we talk about with Vince giving the silver approval uh, to a, to a massive, hopefully, building block of years to come. 
Uh, but I'm going to give it four and a half as well. Jaxi, what about you? Yeah, again, I think you guys have um, like pointed out all the major points on this. Uh, really did surprise me again on how well both men worked with each other. Um, and Pat, again, continues to surprise me. You know, I wasn't a huge fan to hear he was coming to commentary, let alone even having that original feud in NXT either. And every single time he's actually managed to kind of get me to change my mind um, about these things. And he did it again, once again. So for me, I'm very impressed by uh, Pat. Um, and I'm probably, I'm going to give it a, a four, four, four and a quarter. Yeah, I think that'd be fair. And Monty, what were you going to give it? Yeah, I loved it. I gave it uh, four and three quarters. I don't, I don't think you can do a celebrity match much better than this. I just, uh, or if you want to consider Pat even that, like an announcer, whatever you want to say, a non-full-time wrestler, I don't see how you can do it better than that, only because I was really worried that they would, you know, make Theory look bad, and I really felt like they found a way to make him look even better than me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and like you said, that Vince McMahon rub, you don't say that for nothing, you know. So even if it takes a while or even if it's next year, it may happen if, you know, uh, factoring things that's, uh, that's out of our control, of course. But yeah. anyway, yeah, I gave – I really liked it. I don't think you can do it any better. Pat impressed me. I knew what he can do, like you said, against Adam Cole. I love that match. So I was, I was waiting to see what he could do against a guy like Theory. Like you said, cause you can give Adam Cole – all the credit and be like, well, we know what Adam Cole is all about. So, of course, he carried Pat. In this situation, Theory may not have that same, you know, name value to you. So, it's like to see him do it there on that stage, I loved it. Yeah, really, really good stuff. And I like to talk about as well, with celebrity matches, we get the kind of no holes barred of the Johnny Knoxville, Sami Zayn, and we get the kind of straight up right. wrestling of Pat and Theory as well, which actually surprised me. But then again, much like WWE does, they give me something I love and then give me something I absolutely hate because then we had an impromptu bout <laughs> between Pat McAfee and Mr. McMahon. Now the crowd was into it, but they literally I don't know why I love they tried to undo everything accomplished in that first match. You know, uh, it, it was Vince, uh, Dan yes. McAfee, and then even with the American football, which I'm sorry, but I could kick the football harder into Pat than he did. <laughs> Uh, Vince getting the win. The only, he was a punter. The only, the only saving grace from this, and again, a bit surprised, and I, it does make me think that this was the kind of, if the plans for the first night wouldn't have worked out, they would have just stuck Austin here because Stone Cold made the save, um, delivering the ugliest stunner of all time to McMahon. Saying to me, <laughs> people are going, oh, well, this is terrible. Look, this is hilarious. And what I showed This is them, hilarious. What I show them is oh. September of 1997 and Vince McMahon taking the first one. Yeah, it's the first one. He couldn't take it first yeah. time, let alone the fucking last exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's been 20, 30 years. He had a seizure, right? He was having a seizure on the ground or whatever the first time. It was hilarious. He's never been good at it. Yeah, I liked they bookended it on shit stunners. If it doesn't, it's not an issue with that. Um, also, these... Uh, uh. The stunner on Austin Theory was rock level. I mean, he must have got about seven foot in the air from that jump off the stunner. Uh, and then Pat hit, getting hit with the stunner. And Pat McAfee making me laugh out loud, trying to drink a yes. beer at ringside. It was just oh, one of those out. moments. <laughs> <laughs> I think Purple actually said that someone needs to turn that into a gift. 
Yeah. I do. It was. It does need to be turned into a gift. That, that the, the Vince McMahon stunner was awful. The the Pat one was just brilliant. I loved it. And the Austin Theory one, I actually compared it to, you know, the um, footballer Neymar and his role that went spiral. <laughs> got tripped on the field and just went rolling for days. Like, that's how I saw Austin Theory stunner. It was brilliant. It, it really did. Felt, like Shawn Michael vibe from it honestly it was crazy but we did get vince wrestling pat so the rumors were right vince is 76 but it does look like he's been deflated a little (laughs) bit uh michael cole's line hoping that byron saxton is on commentary as his partner if pat is injured was just byron saxton is the whipping boy on commentary whether it be whoever yes uh but credit to him i'm not well if i'm not gonna but that'd probably be like a one uh, to be fair with that match there. Uh, but the Pat and Austin match, we asked everybody, and Pat McAfee got 74% of the vote. Uh, Prediction-wise, well, yeah. Jaxie slept match pods, and Monty went for Austin Theory. Um, Gina, oh, you what? and I went for Pat, which means at this moment in time, oh. Jaxie is on four Victory. points. Monty slept oh, match God. pod are on five. Gina is on six. And I am seven mm-hmm. out of seven heading in yep. to the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Building up since SummerSlam. James, I just think that you can go and hide and we'll finish the rest of the podcast, yeah? <laughs> I, I did say, didn't I? I did warn everybody. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I'll, we'll talk about predictions, but I cannot believe how good night two was as well. Uh, but it was the WWE and Universal titles on the line. Uh, Reigns and Brock delivered the heavy-hitting battle you would hope for, but it was the suddenness of the finish, uh, preceded by an ugly spear shot. And I don't care if they try and reference Bobby from earlier. He fucked the spear. Reigns fucked the spear as well. Um, escaping the F5, hitting the spear, seemingly out of nowhere, just felt a bit anticlimactic. I don't. I didn't know if I wanted Heyman in the ring, or I tell you what would have been great. You know when Heyman threw the belt in and Reigns picked it up. I think all the way back at like uh, where was it? Not day one, but the event before that. If they would have both had a struggle with the belt, and then you would have referenced going back to WrestleMania 31 as well, where they had a little struggle, or even just something. You know, uh, obviously Reigns is the right guy to go over and become the Undisputed Universal Champion. But I did feel uh, this main event was lacking a little bit. I mean, this was Roman's sixth Mania main event, overtaking the likes of Shawn Michaels, John Cena and The Rock. He's one behind Triple H on seven. uh, And who would have said that he wouldn't uh, beat that record? They've hyped the shit out of this. There was callbacks to previous matches. I mean, don't get me wrong. I even like when the gloves came off with Brock right at the start and Reigns touched his head where yeah. he bled at WrestleMania 34. Um, but like I said, it was a sudden finish. Uh, Jaxie, what do you think the biggest main event in WrestleMania history? I think this was the match I was most anticipating from night two. And I cannot tell you how kind of lackluster that, that finish was for me. I really felt deflated. Um, I don't know if it was meant to actually go that way, but, you know, uh, Purple had this great idea about, um, you know, everyone was teasing, like, using the pedigree 
so often, like, how good would it have been if Roman had just come out with it if the show wasn't, like, working for it? And I honestly believe that that might have actually happened. And then the, the spirit that we got, it just really didn't connect. So, yeah, it was, it was just, it was a, it was disappointing, but the match was was good, before, like until those sort of antics. Well, the f- problem is because I rewatched WrestleMania 34, probably like all you guys did recently as well, and it took F, you know, five F fives and twenty eight spears and sixteen Superman punches and twenty eight German suplex to just a one spear. Yeah, the only saving grace for me is thinking. Roman did it himself. There was no Uso interference. There was no... I mean, Heyman touched the rope once with the Kimura submission, but Reigns got the job done by himself, Mm -hmm. which I don't know if is enough, though. No, that's true. Um, To be honest, yeah, I don't know if the the finish was meant to go like that, so it's kind of hard to kind of Mm. wonder, you know, whether or not there was a, a, a... a better way to have it ended it. So the impact kind of came across a lot more strong, you know? Yeah, without a doubt. Well, score-wise, I mean, I'm going to give it a four just because at least it's over now until SummerSlam when Brock comes back and challenges Reigns again. For now, it is done and it is a story. You know, I'm not going to compare it to Rock and Austin. We kind of the level it was, but there's not many men who have faced off at three different WrestleManias and I do feel the story's kind of come to a bit of conclusion now at this moment in time. Uh, so, Jaxie, what would you score out of five? Yeah, I'm going to give it the same as you. I'm going to give it a four. Uh, Gina? Yeah, I'll give that one a four as well. Like you guys said, I, I was a little bit disappointed. And I was thinking, oh, wouldn't it be nice if we opened night two with Triple H coming and retiring and putting his boots in the ring. No one's used the pedigree still yet, even though it's been teased a little bit. Roman couldn't get Brock down. What if he actually ends this with using Triple H's pedigree to close the night? You know, I thought that might have been a nice little Easter egg or something to chuck in there. So the ending was quite disappointing for me, but I still thoroughly enjoyed it. So I'll give it a four. Well, it's an excellent point because you could have had the pedigree. You could have had the, even a tombstone would have made sense as both men have beaten the Undertaker yeah, WrestleMania, uh, going into the Hall of Fame. There was moments uh, like that. I mean, Reigns could have even done the, the Undertaker pin with the hair back and mocking him. But like I said, again, we don't know if Roman did suffer a slight injury. Brock checked him in at the end of the match, which is a really nice touch. Uh, poll-wise, Reigns 60% of the vote. And predictions, we all went Reigns, apart from select match pod. They went Brock Lesnar in this one. Uh, so it means final scores. Jaxi, you and select match pod end with five points. Monty, you, you finish with six. Gina is in second on seventh. And obviously, I say obviously, did it like that. First place, eight out of eight, a perfect score and winning both nights. It is little old me. Unbelievable. So what does that do to the prediction? I think people are going to be more interested in me being second. (laughs) Do you know what? We Maybe (laughs) next year we talk about trying to do a Grand Prix style where someone who finishes second does actually pick up (laughs) points. 
You know, maybe like the winner gets five, second gets third. That's next year. At the moment, you got nothing, Gina. But well done for finishing second. I'm not gonna lie. That's (laughs) right now. Prediction leagues, bonus league. Gina and Jaxie are on five. Monty, you're on six. Um, James, well, plus one for the perfect score and one for winning both nights at Mania. The only prediction wrong over both nights at WrestleMania for me was Charlotte. And I don't mind. Charlotte. Charlotte let me down. Otherwise, that would have been two perfect scores. You did. But I am on nine points when it comes to bonus league. W pay-per-view league. Well, this is big. Gina and and Jaxi on two. Monty was on three. I started the weekend on zero. I went three for three over Mania weekend. So, Monty, you and I are locked three points apiece with W pay-per-views yeah. and WrestleMania backlash happening before our next AEW pay-per-view. Are you surprised, Monty, that your lead no, has been actually. surrendered? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I, I told you uh, at Stand and Deliver, I want this to be a little bit exciting, but I don't want you to think I gave it up. I Everything I got wrong, I knew why, and I was in a still entertained by the by the situations that went bad. So it was fine to me. I, I can live with that. What I will say is that this is my advice to everyone going forward. I probably shouldn't give my opponent advice, but here you go. Do not pick with what you think should happen. <laughs> pick what you think they would. Because you know Vince. That's what I think. You know that old man, the way you booked this. You did a really good job, James. I, I have no problem admitting that. I'm glad you're up here. So, so now – by December, I want it to be real close so it can be a heartbreaker when I beat you all. Well, to be fair, I'm, a, I'm only good at WrestleMania, so I'll fall off now. But as I said before, I've, <laughs> not, I've lost many a time. Uh, what's my point about backing up once AEW pay-per-views turn around? Yeah, because that's my strong forte. So let's not even go there. By the end of this, <laughs> I have come out on top, okay? I'm going to take that advice, Monty, and you're going to regret it. Jaxi, I will say, you and I were talking on the uh, the last WWE show, which I do believe was the Elimination Chamber. And you and I, well, you predicted that you would win the AEW League, and I said I don't lose at Mania, and it's both come to fruition. So what you've just said now, well, we'll look back at December and think <laughs> Jaxi was right. But like you said, the AEW Prediction League, Jaxi, uh, you're in the lead with me, and we have got, uh, of course, the pay-per-view coming at the end of May as well. So there is plenty to p- uh, play for. Uh, we look at night two... We look at night two overall. Match of the night. Well, for me, it was Edge versus AJ. Does anybody else disagree? I love it when that happens. Uh, no, I think that was the best match. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. I, even, I like Brock match more than you guys did, and I still think that's the best match. Yeah. I mean, like I said, Knoxville and Zane, but I I think I'll give yeah. Meltzer a stroke if I picked that over AJ and uh, <laughs> Edge. Uh MVP, <laughs> MVP of the night. Well, it's two people for me. It's Johnny Knoxville and Pat McAfee. Both of them can be pleased. Yes, you know, the US or the Intercontinental Champion weren't on WrestleMania, but the matches that these two celebrities were, they were the best. Um, Monty, what about you for MVP of the night? Yeah, night two, all about, honestly, uh, I think Pat McAfee left the biggest impression out of everything that happened, just the way like that's that was just fun. So yeah, MVP pack. Yeah, um, Jackson. 
I'm going to go ahead and say Pat too. I agree. And Gina? Yeah, I'm going to keep it as a full sweep and do Pat too. Right, so we all, <laughs> we all pick Pat. I love you, Pat. So we just got overall rating for night two. Uh, of course, night one, I gave a nine and a half. Uh, I'm going to give eight and three quarters to this one just because we had the biggest WrestleMania main event, uh, which kind of delivered in a way. We had Edge versus AJ. Every match actually was enjoyable, apart from New Day and Sheamus, which wasn't on long enough for any problems, really. So I didn't actually mind WrestleMania night two, so eight and three quarters. Uh, Monty, what about you? Yeah, I gave eight and a half for the very for the very same reason you did. I thought it was a very like diverse like the whole entire car from the beginning to the middle, other than like that one match, you can say you can bring positives from, away from in my opinion. And I thought this was fun. So yeah, eight and a half. Sports entertainment defined in my opinion. Right out. Jack C. Agree with you both in terms of, you know, the quality of this pay-per-view has been um, a, a lot more higher in caliber than what some of the other pay-per-views have done. So it deserves a high point. I'm going to give it an eight. And finally, Gina. Yeah, I um, I, I can't necessarily say. I think I enjoyed night one more, but I definitely think that night two was on contender. And I enjoyed both. They both nights of WrestleMania have showed that like WWE can pull something out of the bag and if they could just stay this consistent they'd have a lot more happier fans <laughs> but um yeah I'll give it I'll give it an eight as well yeah and we asked everybody how do they rate night two okay got 11% good got 30% great got 31% awesome on 28% so great WrestleMania um a cool both nights final scored uh, so we're going to include night one and night two as a final overall rating now. Um, just with night one, but I will include night two. It has been the greatest WrestleMania in WNR podcast history, without a shadow of a doubt. Last year's was special, but I think this year just took it up uh, another gear, especially with Lynch and Belair, Cody and Seth, and like I said, the KO show for night one. Without a doubt, it's it's better. Probably the best WrestleMania. You could argue WrestleMania 31, but even that, it had better matches than 31 did. So I truly believe it is up there with one of the greatest WrestleManias of all time. So my overall rating for WrestleMania, I'm going to give it, for both nights, I'm going to give it a nine and a half. Fuck it. Monty, what about you? I came to the same rating, right, right about nine and a half. Like I just mentioned, I thought this was the definition of sports entertainment. Like in like even the good and the bad of it, you got to see a little bit of the bad, but it was a whole lot more good in my opinion here. Uh, and this was just like what you like. This is what I think if you like WWE or if you have liked them in the past, a lot of the stuff that they did right here is what people like them for. And I think that's what WrestleMania is all about. So yeah, I thought this was like like you said, this was great. Great stuff from everyone. Uh, it's funny to me. Like I said, Jericho is getting a lot of heat right now with the fans at AEW for uh, saying, you know, they're sports entertainers. But if you want to know what sports entertainment is all about, I think WrestleMania 38 is a great example 
of what I think Vince McMahon believes it is all about. It had a little bit of everything that we know that he likes. Oh, it just, it, even the Bianca Belair entrance and match in itself is better than, and you, Monty, you and I were talking about it. Yeah. When WWE do it right, they do it better than anybody else. And so no offense to AEW, but this was a stadium show. The production values were sensational. Uh, the entrances, the whole package was just second to none, you know. I mean, I lost my shit on night one between Lynch and Belair and Cody and Seth. Uh, just again, and I've watched rewatched it three or four times. That's when you know how good a mania it is. Jaxie, what's your overall scores for yeah. both nights? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to just give you my score because I think you both just kind of said it overall uh, what WrestleMania was about, and I'm going to give it a nine. And Gina? Yeah, I'm going to give it a nine as well, overall. Yeah. What, I, I, like I say, we have done, well, especially myself, done a lot of WWE pay-per-views. And I don't think I've ever been so happy uh, after an event as WrestleMania 38. They really have smashed out of the park. Everything and, and everyone, the roster, uh, the way the crowd was, the, the setting, like I said, everything was on point and we will look back in you know a few months or a couple of years and go what a mania this was uh finally like raw notes because it was the first raw after wrestlemania with a crowd since 2019 and we see cody starting raw with his little head popping out before he actually made his full entrance i'm sure we will sort that out he got emotional talking about dusty rose and he looked at his dad as his hero with Dusty holding an old version of the WWE Championship and he told him that his goal here was to be WWE Champion. Seth Rollins came to the ring and Cody immediately offered him a handshake uh, which the visionary took. It looks like it might be done with them saying their match is one and over. Um, crowd went with the welcome back chance and you deserve a chance to Cody and Cody, he's saying <laughs> he didn't want any mention of Stardust. And yet, his first line is to start up them in the dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Crazy, right? I know. Unbelievable. But again, it's great. Monty, it's great to see Cody on Raw, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's just awesome. It's still weird. I think that's what a lot... I've been seeing, a, like I said, on my timeline, it has been a lot of mixture. Some people who understand this is a business decision that you know, shouldn't affect their personal life. And then you got other ends of that spectrum who are going insane about this. But it is definitely weird to see this version of Cody just walking out with that music. Because like we said, we mentioned earlier, this is like literally, if you just took him uh, immediately from his last feud in AW and just walked him down on Monday Night Raw after Mania. But yeah, it's amazing to see him here. And to hear that, that this is where they're going to go with his character. He wants to be world champion for his father. It just seems like that is a serious, like they're they're not they're not comedy's not going to be a joke. At least that's what it seems so far. We don't know what what could happen. Anything can happen, but that I was really impressed with that because it seemed like okay, not only do they have the American Nightmare, they're going to treat him like AEW's American Nightmare, and he's going to be in the uh, main event. It seems like so. I, I, I like it. Well, without doubt, and and again to keep everybody happy as well, we can have Cody as WWE Champion you know, for a couple of years, and then he can leave, go back to AEW and be jobbing out for the TNT title again. Everybody wins, you know. Uh, well, Kevin Owens <laughs> then came out to know about his match with Steve Austin. And again, a lot of people saying he didn't like this. But this is Owens at his back. He blamed a back injury for fuck's yeah, sake. That's what great. Hill does. <laughs> like, <Owens. that's... laughs> 
<laughs> I loved it. Oh my god, yeah. because he just lost to a guy who's retired. So you, you know, it's, it's a great way to get your heat back. That's all you have to. It's Seth and Owens got their heat back. Seth by a handshake, and Owens by this promo straight away. And that's a great hill, no doubt. But Owens' <laughs> promo was interrupted by someone named Ezekiel, and Owens again was fantastic, <laughs> going. You're Elias, aren't you? You're Elias just having a shave. And no, apparently it is Ezekiel, Elias's younger brother. Um, again, this is let's see what Elias does. But I'm getting serious Damien Sandow vibes. And I know there's been a lot of gifts and memes <laughs> and stuff like that. But my God, those two are similar. I mean, I just saw Marv from Himalayan too. <laughs> That's what I saw well it's interesting we'll see we'll see where it goes you know we'll see where it goes and then the one that we've all been waiting for of course veer making his arrival to monday night raw after the mrs <laughs> match with dominic uh and he made no don't f- call it that well sorry it wasn't that was it not was, a bad it's seconds of stuff um the miz made a quick I exit said, don't look good I buried him immediately <laughs> <laughs> veer Destroying the Mysterios, suffering his wrath, and Veer will be in action on Raw against Rey Mysterio uh, next week as well. But Veer is finally here. Gina, has a part of us died? Now Veer is actually on Raw. No, I think that I need to now arrive to Raw and become Veer's manager, and I think the set will be complete. I'm so pleased to see Veer turn up. (laughs) It was like, I was hoping that Veer was going to be the first opponent for Seth, <laughs> that didn't happen, but that's fine. He got his own debut, and I'm super pleased with it. He finally got a map, punched in that sat nav, and got to rule. So yeah, pleased he did without doubt. Well, Bianca Belair sported a shiner and gave a nice speech. Bron Breaker won the NXT title, so I guess fuck NXT with that. Oh, um, that pissed me off. Thanks. Well, Come on, Monty, man. Pres- why, why don't you talk to me? <laughs> I got two things for you, Led. MVP turning on Bobby Lashley and signing with us, and Bron Breaker winning the LXC title. Why don't you break it down for us? Come on, man! <laughs> like, come on! I just come on. Why they could do this on stand and deliver? Just for Raw, like in the middle of the show, just a regular Raw match too. It just like they ruined my. It's just like you just wanted to ruin my prediction just for the hell of it. <laughs> just like, <laughs> like come on, man! You know I felt screwed there, and then and as far as MVP. I think we all felt a little betrayed. Like, like, come on, man. MVP, really? You're going to choose him? But I really wasn't that surprised because I think Omos at this point in his career needs MVP more than Bobby does. That is true. But that doesn't make the betrayal any less hurt. I took that shit personally, <laughs> Monty. Why was it such a personal thing, Jaxie? Because they were just such a great team together. Uh, you know, they already kind of ripped away, like, the actual Hurt business uh, and, and Cedric and Shelton not being part of the group. Now you're going to do that straight after, like, you know, WrestleMania, literally not even 24 hours later. That hurt. That cut deep. <laughs> and then Raw. Yeah, that did, that did hurt. It's like MVP pulled a Paul Heyman. Just the betrayal, you know. <laughs> That's a slap in the face. Well, and then Raw ended with Roman Reigns coming out to celebrate becoming the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Of course, flanked by the Usos and Paul. Uh, they spent a few minutes talking, just revealed they will take their next step Friday 
probably not the best way to use Roman Reigns uh, as he lifted <laughs> both belts. Uh, it looks like he maybe he's in a little pain, so he might have suffered a minor injury on Sunday. Yeah. But, Monty, you mentioned the reaction from Reigns compared to the night after WrestleMania 33. WWE have got their man in a position they wanted where they've had him beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania and the reception that he wants. Yeah, like they were chanting his name. Like I, I honestly don't know how many times I actually ever heard a Roman chant ever, really. Even when he was a babyface. Like, I remember him getting popped, but I don't know if people were ever chanting his name. And, like, every time, you know, when he asked to acknowledge him on the way, on the way out, everyone holding the ones up. Like, he is exactly where they wanted to be. And then you come to find out this is all his brainchild. It just made me appreciate Roman even more. That the fact that this wasn't something Vince suggests, this is something that he had to get him to do for him. But So even when they were about to bring him back, they were about to trot him out as the same old Roman Reigns. I can't understand it. But I'm so glad it turned out the way it did because look at that progression to go from just he couldn't even speak that night after he beat Taker. Like they booed him relentlessly to now he was commanding that audience at will. And it was just it was just kind of fu- funny to watch as someone who's been watching him this entire time since like 2013. Yeah, wow. really, really good stuff. Like I said, probably if WWE pay few that I've reviewed, probably one of the best Raws. Probably not best role I've watched, but you know what I mean? When you're that excited about it, you can get through three hours of stuff. And it'd be interesting what happens on the road to WrestleMania Backlash. I wouldn't be surprised if it is either Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes or some sort of um, match between the two there. But again, interesting times. But that is it today. Uh, don't forget, we're across all social media, Twitter at the Dubliner Podcast. I'm at the Dubliner JR. Monty, where can people find you? Primarily on Twitter at MindMontyPod. That's my uh, that's the handle that you can uh, check out my podcast. Hit me up, whatever you want to do. You know, please go click the link in my bio. We will have a new podcast this week with my own little spin on a review for WrestleMania, and I want to focus more on the journey of Roman Reigns, like I mentioned since 2013, because I really do think it's kind of amazing to see where we are now. Check it out. Right now, uh, Jackson. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jackie And finally, Gina. Yeah, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Purple Pain. We're dubbing also on Facebook and Instagram across all Google platforms. Send us an email, the double podcast at gmail.com, YouTube double podcast. For all latest clips and podcasts, got at the same time on YouTube to do SoundCloud on your phone. Also, Spotify and iTunes, we can subscribe rate and review there so that is it our next episode is next week with AEW feels a while since we've actually looked at AEW but hopefully Jackson Jeannie you can both be with me for that one yes sounds good and then of course Monty we've got an NXT update NXT update coming out in a couple of weeks but uh, of course I'll let everybody know the dates of that but that is it and what a fantastic Wrestlemania yes it was incredible, and I was joined by the fantastic Jaxie Scarlett. Yeah, thanks for having me. The genius, which is Gina. Yeah, always fun to hang out with you guys. Until next time. And, of course, the mind of Monty. Wrestling fans, get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Without a doubt, I second that. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, and bye.